in a world where everyone feels the need to give their opinions. Two podcast hosts set out on a journey to do just that. This is the All the Things Movie and Sometimes TV Show Review. Welcome to another All the Things movie and TV review. I am your host, Nathan, as always. And with me, as always, on this MCU journey is Katie. Hello, Katie. That's my name. And wait for it. Ben, baby Ben, our special guest, um, who turned seven weeks today. Hey, seven weeks. Yeah, life is tough, obviously. That's why he's upset. Yeah, our daughter just Seven turned uh, eight months a few days ago. So, time is flying. They're basically the same age, only... Only weeks and months different. <laughs> right. Well, I'm excited for this episode. Last episode, I wasn't excited, didn't like the movie. Now I'm jazzed. Wait, you didn't... No, last episode, you did like the movie because we did Iron Man and The Incredible Hulk. Oh, time does fly. Yeah, totally forgot what we where we were in this journey. How dare you? It's been a long journey. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. Well, today, yes, we're talking about two wonderful movies, I think, which was Thor and, and The Avengers. The Avengers. That's right. <laughs> we finally have made it to the end of phase one. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you follow along with the Marvel movies, you know that they do go in phases. So we have just reached the end of the first phase. So if you're just joining this journey for the very first time, then the movies we've watched are all the movies in phase one. I'm not going to list all of them. Uh, you can watch them on Disney Plus. They actually have them in phase order. So you can watch them that way, or you can watch them the way we are, which is chronological order. So like Katie said, the two movies we are going to be discussing today are Thor and The Avengers. So Katie, what did you think of Thor? Okay, Thor is definitely the second hottest uh marvel superhero obviously second to captain america because he's looks like my husband thor's got the big muscles i feel like he's a kind of almost supposed to be the hot one that's why they put him in a sleeveless outfit sometimes um and i love how funny it is uh later thor movies got even more ridiculous but i love the humor in thor it's a little silly big fan of thor and i mean obviously Avengers. Yeah, Thor Thor was good. I liked it because I liked who directed it. Kenneth Branagh is a well-known Shakespearean actor who has turned a plethora of Shakespeare plays into feature films. And so when it was announced that he was going to be directing Thor, I was pretty excited about it. I was excited to see his take on this character. And it it really was a good movie. I will say uh, the first two Thor movies probably weren't my favorite just because the tone of them was a lot more, I guess, serious. It, it took itself a little too serious at times. 
And that's why I wasn't a big fan of the first two. But of course, we'll get to Thor Ragnarok eventually. And I think that's when they finally embraced that this isn't a serious character and it needs to be a comic book movie. But there were some funny moments in Thor. This is where we're introduced, obviously, to his love interest, played by Natalie Portman. I don't even remember her name because I'm not a big fan of this character. I, I and we'll 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 get to the is reason why when we get to the Dark World movie with Thor. Can I tell you my favorite funny part? Because I was like laughing out loud at this. Um, so they're all like the name of I think Thor. It's like Thor, son of Odin. Mm-hmm is his name. His name is Thor, son of Odin. And um, you, you get to see agent Coulson in this movie, which you've already met him and seen him in a few Marvel movies at this point. He's not a main character, but he shows up. And uh, at one point Thor says to Coulson, he, he says, uh, son of Cole, like Coulson, son of Cole. And I just like, I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Uh, He was like, thank you so much. Son of Cole. Hmm. It's hysterical. I, I loved that. I feel like they definitely start introducing humorous Thor. Um, and oh, the other funny part is when he walks into the pet store and he says, I need a horse. And the guy goes, we have dogs, cats and reptiles. And he goes, I need one large enough to ride. Yeah, it definitely th- these the first two <laughs> definitely were very subtle with the humor. I mean, the Thor Ragnarok is basically a, a just the definition of, of what a comic book movie, in my opinion, should be. I, I don't think they should try to take these characters too seriously, which is what the DC Comics movies, that that's their big downfall majority of the time, is they take these characters too seriously, and they're not supposed to be taken seriously, in my opinion. I will say, though... Another thing on Thor, since we're still here, that I think is, it's not serious, but I do think is awesome, is the Norse mythology. What did you say, Ben? This is my my son speaking. Go ahead. He's speechless. <laughs> He's speechless. Um, so one of the cool things to me was the relation to the Norse mythology. So the uh, my husband the nerd that he is actually got an audiobook of Norse mythology and had listened to it. And he, he was just going through the whole movie with me. Like, this is a reference to this North mythology. This is another reference. Like I didn't realize when I first watched it, that a lot of the characters, the names, like even very specific, like costuming and the, even the drama between brothers and stuff, all of that is actually nothing to do with Marvel. It's actually mimicking Norse mythology. Right. Yeah, for for movies that tend to have no reality when it comes to the science behind them, they really try to get that Norse mythology right. Yeah, there you go. They can't get science right, but they can get Norse mythology right. But speaking of brothers, you you mentioned brothers. This is our first introduction to Loki, who is a prominent villain in other Marvel movies coming up soon. And uh, played by Tom Hiddleston. And in my opinion, he's one of the best Marvel villains. Because when it comes to villains, they're kind of lacking in epicness. And 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 we'll discuss like an Age of Ultron and, and other movies like that. But I think Loki is the constant bad guy that you can always count on to be 
a good bad guy. I agree. And I like that um, he's he's shysty in some of the movies later, like he kind of turns around and you have a moment where you're not sure if he's good now. He's just shady and uh, he's conniving. And but he also has some good superpowers. Not everybody gets to have good powers. He can do a lot of things. And I like how they play uh, him and uh, Thor. They really play that sibling rivalry really well. And they, they, you can tell that deep down inside, way deep, 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 especially for Loki, way, way, way deep, he does, he does care because there, uh, I don't know it's, if it's in this one, so I'm not going to mention it right now, but there are moments where he, he really does care about his, his parents, he, he, even though they're adopted parents, but he cares about his parents very much. And so um, I think Tom Hiddleston does a really good job playing a conflicted villain at times. I agree. I feel like you have to have like, it actually gives the villain a purpose. Sometimes you watch something with a villain and you're like, so they're just like extremely evil just because they were born that way. You know, this is actually does a good job of being like, no, this is the process it took to get there. And this is why, and you somewhat not side with him by any means, but you definitely understand it. Like, Oh, you've been compared against your brother your whole life. And he's kind of like an arrogant jerk. And he's, scoffs at the idea of you being king and then you find out you're adopted sure that might upset me i might have some resentment towards my brother yeah. at that point yeah. so that's thor right there i think that thor is probably gonna be the shorter of the of the synopsis reviews that we we talk about because the avengers is the first time they bring all of these epic characters that they've introduced us to Together, they bring them together for a pretty epic battle. And so, what did you think of the Avengers, Katie? Well, I do want to, before we leave Thor, I do have to say again that we're now, this is like the first really big time that we have major paranormal activity. So, like, yes, we had, so Hulk was the first time you really had something that, like, the general public is like, whoa, what's going on? Um, But this is the first time that, like, general public, an entire city watches, like, this alien thing come down and attack them. And then, like, a Norse god, like, shooting a beam up into the sky. So, like, this is the first time citizens of America or in the Marvel Universe, like, experience extraterrestrial, someone from another planet coming down, being a part of their world. So I feel like that really opens the door for Avengers when you have a ton of that. Like there's a part where there's a portal open and just aliens are like flowing through this portal um, and ravaging New York. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they we're, we're definitely getting into some, some deeper situations that these heroes are going to be put into. And so with, with the Avengers, um, I remember seeing the trailer for this movie before it came out and I say this about almost every single Marvel movie I see the trailer to. I always say, I'm going to pee my pants with excitement. That yeah. is how I felt when I saw this trailer. Especially when they do That's that that shot where they're standing in that circle together, ready to fight together. I mean, it was just epic. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? I feel like... Uh... Peeing in your pants definitely is is one reaction. And I, I feel like I'm definitely a big fan of working together. I love the corniness of, you know, just we all got to come together. So I love that. But can we do a roll call, please? 
Avengers roll call. Who's on the Avengers team? <laughs> That's kind of anticlimactic. <laughs> Who's on the Avengers roll call? We've got Captain America. Well, we got, yeah, Captain America. You got Thor. You got Black Widow. Um, you got Hawkeye. Well, we we should have mentioned Hawkeye because he was introduced in Thor. Uh, he had a brief cameo in Thor, but Hawkeye's in there. Uh, you got Bruce Banner slash Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, of course, and I think that is about it for this one. Yep, yep, that's the only Avengers. Only one chick at this point, but she's awesome. I mean, but it's Scarlett Johansson, so Black Widow. Yeah, I think this is such a great movie. They're all coming together, and uh, they're fighting against Loki, who obviously this is a reason to watch Thor. You would have no idea what you're... You you would miss a huge part of the plot line of Avengers if you didn't understand the Loki and Thor dilemma, like the brother rivalry. Right. And and what happens with Loki, because at the beginning of the movie, let's, I guess, give a, base, a basic synopsis. So... They find the Tesseract. Now, another thing that we should have mentioned about Thor, I'm sorry we moved away from Thor so fast, because there there are a lot of things that lead uh, into the Avengers. So at the end of the Thor movie, uh, the post credit scene, you see that the scientist who had been helping Thor actually gets possessed by Loki uh, using the Tesseract in his staff. And uh, so he gets the Tesseract from Nick Fury while being possessed by Loki. And so at the beginning of the Avengers, they're trying to open uh, or figure out the Tesseract and see how they can use it to uh, build these weapons. And in doing this, they open a portal that brings Loki to them. Also, the Tesseract is our first and only Infinity Stone so far in the universe, right? Right, and that was introduced in Thor. And uh, so, yeah, it's brought to our world now. And so, again, they're trying to figure it out so they can use it to... uh, Well, Nick Fury doesn't want all the Avengers to know this, but he's using this to create weapons to use against bigger threats. Which we like to call weapons of mass destruction. Right. Yeah. Also, actually, so it's before Thor, though, because um, Captain America, the very first Avengers, sorry, the very first Marvel movie has the Tesseract, right? So the people in Hydra are trying to use Tesseract because I remember in Avengers, Cap- Captain America says something about it. He's like, oh, I remember this thing. Uh, yeah. The- this thing. Shiny square is not yeah, good. The, the continuity of the Tesseract has always confused me because I, I never understand who got it, when, where, how. So I don't really uh, follow that that much because it'll hurt my head. And so if you're listening and you know more about the Tesseract continuity, please feel free to email us so we can discuss that on the show. But uh, mo- moving forward... So Loki comes and he uses his staff to take control of Hawkeye and he uses it to take control of the scientist once again. And he's using them to build this thing to open a portal to bring a raid of aliens because 
at the beginning of uh, Avengers, I believe, we see that he is having a discussion with the head of these aliens who who actually have a connection to the big, big bad, Thanos. And uh, so they're making a deal about attacking Earth. And so that's where this big plot line starts right there with that deal that he makes with Jatari leaders and uh, and Thanos, uh, essentially. He makes this deal with both of these people to right. you know, take over the Earth. But also, and you kind of catch this too, that um, Loki is low-key trying to be a jerk to his brother because he, he kind of says something about hey, you were into that super hot Earth chick. Well, I'm just going to try to destroy Earth because, like, that would make you mad. It's one of those just mean-spirited things. He's like, you fell in love with the human woman, so I'm going to destroy the Earth that she's living on. Because um, you do kind of wonder, you're like, okay, so why Why did he choose Earth? Why is he trying to... What's What beef does he have with them? Um, and he keeps going on this whole theme of, like, he thinks that humans deserve to be uh, controlled and that that's kind of setting them free. And we'll see that theme later with Thanos of like setting people free um, or what he thinks is helping the world that we would not think is helping the world. Right. And, and with this movie, we really see the dysfunction of this, I guess we would call it the Avengers family because Captain America and Tony Stark don't really get along that well. And they always are fighting because Tony isn't very trusting of Nick Fury for, I think, good reasons. Because like I like we said before, they figure out that they're using the Tesseract or they were using the Tesseract to create weapons. And if Captain America knew that, he probably wouldn't agree with it either, which is why he starts, you know, searching out and seeking that this is exactly what's happening. And so they all come together and start arguing and you find out that Loki is actually behind all of this fighting because he wants to destroy them from within. And before we go any further, this is actually the first movie that we're introduced to the new Bruce Banner slash Incredible Hulk, which is now being played by Mark Ruffalo, who before this movie wasn't really known for big parts he was known as like the love interest in rom-coms so for him to take this role was a really big leap and i mean considering the fact that i believe that bruce banner is is being played more as like a side character not so much as a lead i think he does a really good job with it uh i think he plays the character really well and what they what they kind of hinted at in the incredible Hulk with Edward Norton, they kind of continue that, how he has learned to control the Hulk essentially. Cause you don't really see the Hulk until close to the end of the movie. So yeah, well, he's, he's still, he's still very reluctant to, which they still do, you know, the continuity of like, I don't really like to be the Hulk, but you know, you're right. He does actually different from the movie to the Avengers is now, Unlike the movie, he's actually gotten control over when he can turn into the Hulk. Right. And so they can now kind of use it for benefit and for good. And of course, the best scene from Avengers is involving the Hulk. 
towards the end of the movie, like Nathan said, you you only get a little bit of Hulk. I'm sorry to jump ahead, but golly, that's the funniest mm-hmm. part. You think they're going to have some long conversation, you know, one of those annoying ones where like the good guy and bad guy stand there talking instead of actually like fighting each other. And instead of the Hulk responding back, he just like picks him up by the legs and just slams him on the ground back and forth. And it, I mean, it catches you by surprise. And then, and then right it's after fantastic. he does it, he says, puny God, and then just walks away. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty epic. I mean, there's a lot of epic moments with with the Hulk. I think one of uh, another Hulk moment that was my favorite is when they're they're in the city and they're fighting and Captain America is telling everyone what they're supposed to be doing. And he just points at the Hulk and he says, Hulk smash, because that's like the big one of the big key phrases for the Hulk is Hulk smash. And so then he just points at it and says, Hulk smash. And the Hulk just nods and starts like going crazy and destroys all these aliens by hand. So I guess since uh, we can kind of jump ahead, I mean, the whole plot is that Loki is trying to, uh, again, destroy them from within. So he's kind of possessing them in a way and, and enhancing their anger towards each other. And it gets to a point where even Bruce Banner picks up the Tesseract staff and is about to, I guess, use it. And everyone's like, hey, stand down, calm down. And so they get to the city where these aliens are being brought into the city by this portal. And they have to figure out a way to stop it. And so they they have this epic scene uh, of just like multiple shots of, of, in a way, trying to give each character their their time to shine, their 15 seconds of fame. And so they, they go from one fight scene with one character to another, which I thought was another pretty epic, not really scene, but you know what I'm saying, like shot from shot to shot. Yeah, se- sequence, if you will. Yeah, I think that... Um... It went on for quite a long time, but I agree that, you know, they're trying to highlight each character and their role, you know, and how they're fighting aliens. It does make you laugh, though, because, like, I always think about Hawkeye and Scarlett Johansson's character of Black Widow. Like, they're just two humans that are, like, good fighters. And you're like, that's great. And then in another movie, that's great. But then you're like, here they are, barehanded, like, fighting an alien. And then you've got, like, a man in a rocket suit, a god. And then a giant green monster and then also a superhuman. So you're just it's like, here is Black Widow, like fist fighting an alien. And then Hulk just like takes one hand and just slaps 20 of them in a row. You know, it's just like it really shows the uh, I guess the level of power, you know, the hierarchy of who's the most legit Avenger. So so, uh, so since me you up. mentioned that, who do you think is the least important Avenger? That is a hard question, Nathan, because the girl is most important, obviously, because she's a woman. Right. <sighs> and she also helps control Hulk a little bit. She kind of helps. Okay, bring first him of all, why do you face. assume I think you're going to say the woman? Well, because that's probably my answer. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I do think that I would say her or Hawkeye because they're the least superhero, okay. right? I mean, Hawkeye has the gadgetry, just like Iron Man, the gadgets. However, it's a little, to me, it's ridiculous. It's the same thing as I said with Iron Man, where you're like, oh, how convenient you had an arrow that did that. Oh, you also happen to have an arrow that did this. Like, you can't just have an arrow that does exactly whatever random thing they need at the time is. It seems a little ridiculous. And also, he never seems to run out of them. Of course you can. Well, he does run out of one. He does run out of them. Yeah. 
Right. At, at like deep, deep into the fight. He's like, oh, I ran out. And you're like, you should have ran out 20 minutes ago. Well, I'll just say real quick, because because we, we, I think we got to wrap up pretty soon. But I would say my least favorite is Hawkeye. I think he's the least important. And, and the reason I say this is because almost every time something bad happens, he's usually involved in some way. Especially in this movie. Yeah, true. He gets true. possessed like that right away. Weak-minded. And he sucks. <laughs> and when we get to Age yes. of Ultron, I'll really tell you why I don't like him. But we'll, we'll get to that eventually. Fast forward, they find a way to close the portal, but not before. I think there's like a missile that gets shot or something. And so... Oh, I know where you're going with this, Nathan. You want to try to highlight your favorite character doing something heroic. Well, I mean, it is pretty heroic, but that's not why. So there's this missile that gets shot, and they're like, what's going to happen? So Tony, in all his heroism, did I say that right? Heroism? Yeah, there we go. He picks up this rocket, and he goes into the wormhole, and he flies in there, and then just when you think, the wormhole closed with Tony in it, and everyone's like, no, Tony, no. He falls through the hole, and he lives. But I will say another epic moment before that is when Bruce Banner shows up as Bruce Banner, and this giant alien thing's about to come at him, and they're like, hey, you know what to do. And he's like, yeah, I'm always angry. And that's how he can control it, because he can control his anger, I guess. And so he becomes the Hulk, and he just punches this thing in the face. Yes, yeah. But again, it's just hilarious. You're like, there was six of them all trying to fight one alien at the same time. And then another Avenger shows up and just single-handedly does it. And you're just like, well, this feels... Because he's the Hulk. Come on. Don't be nitpicky. Uh no, I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying it's got to be demoralizing to be the <laughs> other. It took five of them to take one down, and then he rolls in, and he's like, I got this. That was nothing. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think that's why poor Hawkeye and, uh, and Black Widow, they, you know, they tried. They really do. But, but out of um, the two, Hawkeye sucks really bad. Sucks the most. <laughs> yes, we all agree. Sorry, Hawkeye. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, What's-His-Face is listening. I can't remember the actor's name. I don't like the character so much. There's probably a reason. Yeah, exactly. So, but I love the event. And it ends on a, would you say it ends on a cliffhanger? I mean, obviously they, they left it open for other things. I know Thor takes Loki back to Asgard with the Tesseract. And they leave, you know, they leave that open. You don't know what's going to happen with them. Yeah, I mean, obviously it's left open. And it's, it, the, uh, the epicness has only just begun. It gets more and more epic as it goes along. Yeah, I think that they they definitely because they at the it's not towards like more towards the end that they're all really they get there's like a shot towards the end where they're all together in one place and you really get that Avengers feel. It's probably the poster, you know, image. But it it, it you can tell at the end of the movie that this is going to be a thing because you can't create and assemble this giant team of awesomeness and then like, okay, we're done. So that's all we wanted to do. Yeah. Just lead up to this thing. <laughs> Uh, do we get to rate this thing yet? Because I've got I've got some opinions. I've got feelings. Sure. I mean, I mean, uh, the obvious connections are all over the place. I think we've mentioned them in previous episodes. I don't think we have to rehash any connections uh, leading up to this movie. I think, to be honest, it's almost reversed. Uh, the Avengers movie is like your reward mm-hmm. 
having watched all the other yeah. movies. Like you're not getting as many eggs. It's like it's all the things being referred to from <laughs> all the things. <laughs> hey. But yeah, we can go ahead and give our Infinity Stones um, for Thor and the Avengers. Now there was a one shot before a uh, funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer with Agent Coulson, and he fights and does stuff. That's basically what that was. So let's move on to the Infinity Stones. So, Katie, what would you give Thor? How many Infinity Stones out of six? I think Thor number one was not as much of a fan as the other ones, so I'm going to give it a four. So it's above average, but not like a, a not one that I love to watch okay. over. Yeah, I'd probably give it a four as well because I, I think the Thor movies got a little better with each one, even though I hated Thor, the Dark World. I hated it with a passion, and we'll discuss why when we get to it. Um, but yeah, I would give Thor a four eh, as well. Let's move on to the Avengers. What do you think of that one? It's the first one, um, which I love. I love the, it's like the history story of the Avengers. It's not like the best movie I've ever seen in my life because it feels long. It's like one of those Harry Potter movies where you're like, this is still going. Like, uh, so I'm going to give that's, that's my big negative. It's just a really long movie, a lot to take in. Like we would probably have to do multiple podcasts to really cover everything that happens in the movie. Like thing we left out already that Coulson dies. Forgot to mention well, that. I was going to kind of go into that when I w- got to our homework that we have to watch. Okay. Okay. Good. Cause that's a, whoop, jerk. that was a, that was a cheer jerker. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give it a five. Katie, I think you and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to grading system because I would actually give it a five as well. And I would give it a five more so because of the positives that I thought of it. I thought it was because it was the very first time you saw all these epic characters come together. And it was, I thought it was really well done. Like, uh, like was said before, I think they really did a good job at letting each character shine, have their moment. It wasn't, like some movies like uh, Spider-Man 3, where they had too many characters and so there wasn't much of a plot to go with. But I think with this movie, they did a really good job at having so many characters, but also telling a coherent story at the same time that you really did care about. So that's why I would give it a five. What's our homework, Our homework is a movie that leads a couple months after The Avengers, and that would be Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3, and I can't wait to discuss that one because but for, by many Marvel fans, it was a very big disappointment, and we'll discuss why when we talk about it. And then after Iron Man 3, there is a one-shot that you can watch, and I believe it's on the Thor Dark World DVD, and it's called All Hail the King, which was kind of a uh, peace offering I think Marvel was trying to give fans after Iron Man 3. And then right after that, we're going to start diving into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Season 1, Episodes 1 through 7. 1 through 7. Agent Coulson does quote-unquote die in The Avengers, but you'll see what happens in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I'm just confused. I This is the first... So I've never seen... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm just going to go ahead and say that I'm very confused because I saw a commercial for it, or I saw a poster for it, and Agent Carter was on it. Agent Carter? I mean, Agent um, 
Agent Colson was on it. Agent, I saw a poster and Agent Colson was on the poster for Shield, mm-hmm. even though he's dead. So I'm very intrigued to see how this turns out. Yeah, it it's it's a pretty interesting show. I will say this now, just as a, a disclaimer, if you're going to watch it with us, the first season is kind of slow, but it does get better. So hang with us. Thank you for listening. We love the support. And uh, yeah, we just can't wait to continue this journey. So until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Once again, thanks for listening to All The Things. Be sure to subscribe, listen, and share the show with all your friends. Give us a five-star review. Follow us on all the social media platforms. And if you have a topic in mind, feel free to email me at allthethingspodcast21 at gmail.com. Again, thanks for listening, and have a great day.